There's an anointing coming over me He's anointed me to preach unto the poor To bind the broken hearts To open prison doors To set at liberty them that are bound There's an anointing coming over me to proclaim the favorable here of the Lord To comfort all who mourn To give beauty for ashes The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness I am asking it shall be given Knock and the door will open I am seeking and I know I'll find the anointing for my life And the grace to bear much fruit I'll receive the call of God upon my life There's an anointing coming over me That we might be called the trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord That He may be glorified And He shall rebuild the ancient ruins There's an anointing coming over me That we might be called the priest of the Lord And ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles And in thy glory ye shall host yourself And I am asking it shall be given Knock and the door will open I am seeking and I know I'll find The anointing for my life The grace to bear much fruit I'll receive the call of God upon my life I am asking it shall be given Knock and the door will open I am seeking and I know I'll find The anointing for my life The grace to bear much fruit I will receive the call of God upon my life Oh, the anointing for your life The grace to bear much fruit You must receive the call of God upon your life Oh, the anointing for our lives The grace to bear much fruit We must receive the call of God upon our lives Hallelujah. Church, why don't you rise to your feet and help me welcome to the platform my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. I see an anointing coming over you. Amen. 
the anointing to break the yokes of bondage in your life. It is the anointing that breaks every yoke. The anointing is the Spirit of God. Amen. Are you here? Are you listening? This is the word of the Lord. It says, Philip went down to Samaria and he preached Christ unto the people. And the people with all with one accord, they received this message. Wow. Hallelujah. Because they heard, but they also saw. This is not just a talker. We can see the things he says. It comes to pass. Hey. Now let's see, let's see some of the miracles in verse 8. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with the palsies, it's some type of nervous condition that causes lameness. And many that were taken with palsies and that were lame, they were healed. Glory to God. And it ends by saying, there was great joy in that city. Hallelujah. There's a great joy coming to you here, right? At BMI. I think this property is so big, we can also call it a city. Our little city. Amen. We shall find a name for it soon. The city. So when we say we're going to that city, then you must know where we're going to. But there will be great joy in this city. Praise God. Because the power of God will flow. Yes. And those who believe, you will see it. And you will, you will also hear about it. But you will also see it. Yes. Many that were possessed. Hey, the man was preaching and the church people were sitting. But there were many devils in the people. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about those people that were in the days of Philip. No, not you. You look too nice. Can a devil be in the person next to you? It's not possible. It's not possible. As he was preaching, demons started shouting. So don't, don't be afraid if you see somebody screaming. It is evident and our church must have the same signs as the New Testament church. We can't be a quiet church. I mean, really now. Some of you come from churches where you couldn't shout at all. Right? But the demons will shout. Hey! One day I cut my hair at a place that cuts hair. I have to say that because some of you go to any uh, container. I went to a real place that cut hair. And the lady heard that I was a pastor and she told me that something very strange happened in their church. You know how these hairdressers, they just want to talk, 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 talk. Ask Mishka. They talk all the time in your ear. So I regretted telling her I'm a pastor. But then she wanted to sound very holy. But she was a believer. And she told me that something very strange happened. I said, what happened? She said, the church was powerful. And then a lady started screaming. A lady that came out for prayer to the altar started screaming and 
shaking and shivering. And then the pastor told the people that this lady has a demon. And the church started shaking. Some people started exiting the doors. Because such a thing has never happened in the church before, she told me. And I sat there under the cutting of my hair and I grinned and I thought, you see, this thing should not be strange to you. If the power of God is here, and that's why many people don't want to come to church because they are afraid the devils in them are going to react involuntarily. Look, you won't do it out of your own self. It's somebody inside of you that is reacting involuntarily. You didn't even know you have a devil. He was hiding <laughs> behind your kidneys, behind your usogophos. He was a thin devil. But when the anointing is here, the anointing breaks the yoke. The devil cannot be comfortable. The Bible says Jesus walked into the temple in the, in the Gospels, the early chapters you read it. The first sign of his miraculous power, when he walked into the temple, a church members stood up at the back and shouted at him and said, Jesus of Nazareth, why have you come to torment us before our time? I'm sure the person whom the devil used was even shocked at the words that was coming from his or her mouth. The Bible doesn't say if it's a him or a her. He stood up, recognized the Christ and said, Thou son of the most high God. Hey! You see, your mind could be confused sometimes about things, but the devil in you, he knows the truth. He knows the truth, so his job is to confuse you. He knows who's the man of God and who's not the man of God. He can see where the power is. So he shouted. The same happened here while Philip, while he was preaching. Hey, many with demon possession came out. So get ready. Then you see, don't, don't be like that lady who cut my hair, who said they all ran out of the church. No, it is how the church must be. Demons must not feel comfortable here. Amen. And we won't look at you in a strange way. Because there are many, many devils in many people. I don't think you, you understand. Uh, when I read the scripture, I saw the word many, many times. No, no, you didn't hear me. I saw the word many, many times. Uh, let me go back to it. It says, and the people with one accord gave heed to the miracles, right? To the things he said. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of? Came out of? Came out of? Many that were possessed with them. And then many. Are you in the King James Version? I hope you have Bibles with you. You see, it's not going to help you. You must bring your Bibles. Anyway, uh, one day when we are close here, which will be soon, we put the projectors back up, okay? Then you can see, but it's, it's a lazy form of Christianity. 
You must bring your own Bible. Will you do that? Hy duivel lig daar dier jou, hy sê amen dan, as hy duivel wat so lig, hy lig dier jou. Want sy het al die amen twee maanden terug ook vir my gesê. He said, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many were taken with the pulses. You see the word many again? That were him, uh, that were lame, were healed. Hallelujah. And there was great joy in that city. Now why did Philip preach Christ? Philip went to this great city of Samaria, which is halfway between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of uh, Israel, Judah. Oftentimes they, you'll say Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, but they had to pass through Samaria because it was the halfway mark. That was when he met the woman at the well. It was this city that Philip went to. But Philip never preached uh, that he has a better way or a modern way to get clean water coming to their houses because there was no running water in those years. That was not his topic. You see. That was the needs of the people. Philip was not a politician. Politicians often just see to the needs of the people. He said, he never told them how to get electricity at all and said, look, if we do this, this is what will happen. I'm sure many people would have listened to him. The politicians will say, we're going to give you better electricity. But it never comes. Philip never went about preaching about better hospital cares for COVID-19. That was not his message. Philip never went about talking to them about schools. He didn't even teach here about a happy marriage. Because many marriages are not happy. It was, it was a topic that you could have filled a conference hall with. How to have a happy marriage by evangelist Philip with Stazen. There was nothing like that. He never preached about bedtime stories and fairy tales. What did he preach about? The Bible says, Philip went to Samaria and he preached Christ. Everybody say, he preached Christ. Everybody say, he preached Christ. Now I'm also preaching Christ today. Hallelujah. Like Philip, I'm preaching Christ today. I've already told you before, Jesus Christ, there are two dimensions to his life here on earth. The first dimension is the person of Jesus. Today I'm talking to you about the person of Jesus. Hallelujah. You can't go to heaven if you do not receive the person. You must receive the person. The second aspect of Christ's ministry was his principles. Everybody say after me, his person and his principles. His person prepares you for heaven. Amen? But his principles prepares you to live on earth. Hallelujah. You see the man that was in the flood, the story I told you? He received the person, so he went to heaven. But because he never applied the principles... He didn't live nice on the earth. He had to stay on his roof 
as the floods came to him. Are you here? Two aspects. The first one, the person of Christ prepares you to go to heaven. And the second aspect is his teachings, his principles helps you to live life on the earth. Hallelujah. So you can be poor, you'll still go to heaven. Amen. It's got nothing to do with heaven. A lot of our teachings has emphasis on the principles of Christ. But this time, I'm teaching you about the person of Christ. Oftentimes, it's in the evangelistic crusades that I focus on the person of Jesus. Because it's the starting point for everyone. Hallelujah. Later, I can teach you about a better marriage. But everything comes from Christ. Everything is to Christ, in Christ, through Christ, and from Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is the central figure. Jesus is the one I'm talking about. Jesus is God in the form of a man. Hallelujah. We worship Him. God our Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But it is the Son whom the Father sent to die for you and for me. It is, that, it is that person I'm talking about. Glory to God. He's now at the right hand of the Father, but He's living inside of you. Hallelujah. So yeah, 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 I'll make you understand why He preached Christ and not electricity, not uh, fresh water, not hospital beds, not happy marriage. No. He preached Christ because in Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, we see who Christ really is. The Bible says in Colossians 1:27, To whom God did make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is the mystery? It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. There's a mystery to the Gentiles. We are Gentiles, by the way. All the non-Jews are Gentiles. The mystery of the inheritance to the Gentiles is Christ in you. Why must Christ be in you? The hope of glory. I will explain it. Amen? Must I explain it? It sounds so theological, mystical, religious, no? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Must I explain it to you? I will try my best. Hallelujah. You see, let us go to look at the word glory. I typed it in my dictionary here. If you have a, a computer, you can type glory in the Oxford Dictionary and you will see what it means. It says in my dictionary, it says, High renown or honor that is won by a notable achievement. Number two, it says magnificence or, or great beauty. Wow. You see, that's the noun. High honor of notable achievement. Wow. Number two, magnificence of all great beauty. 
So it's simple, it's actually what it means, and I know you understood it. To glory is to have achieved something great and the people see you and the people applaud you for your achievement. Hallelujah. Or, or number two, people will see magnificence and great beauty. That's the glory I'm talking about. How can people see in you magnificence or great beauty? How can people see in you a person of great honor or a person of notable achievements? What I'm trying to explain to you, how can you achieve great things? The only way is to have Christ in you. You see, you might not have Notable achievements now. In other words, as I show Nam say, if we say your name, nobody says, Oh, I know that one. Not yet. But if Christ is in you, if Christ is in you, you will be a person that will in the future. The hope says, hope talks about something is coming to something is 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 you're hoping for something to happen in the future. Are you listening to me? Now, when Christ is in you, your hope is for what? For great achievements, for notable glory, for something beautiful, something honorable. Jou haren het tyk aan toe gestaan, maar nou het die Heere jou gegeest die, en die kan toe, halleluja. Kijk hoe leid sy. Jou skoene was asfaal, man. Sy stik in die skoene gedra. You forgot where God took you out. You see, this is the little bit of him. Hy, hy het net, sy het om dit gedien een paar maanden. Sy lyk al klaar beter. En sy wat die haar het, die jou kop blink nog mooier. Van die Veseline. Halleluja. Christ in you. Listen to me, listen, listen. If Christ is in you, the people will see notable achievements. Look, look, the devil is a destroyer of people. And if you see a life that is not what you would like it to be, ask Christ to come live in you. Then stay with Christ. Stay with him. It's not long. I said it's not long. Then soon you will start to see the change is coming. The change is coming. Mense wat jou soma so getreet het. Nee, 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 hulle het respect vir jou. Sy het eerst achtergesit wat niemand ken jou nie. Nou het een reserve seat hiervoor. Who has brought this to you? 
Christ in you. The hope. You see, look, look. Everybody wants to achieve things in life. It's natural. It's from God. You want to be better than what you are. That's why you send your children to school. You don't want your children to suffer and to suckle. Isn't it? You want them to get better. Your, 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 your whole mind is set on something must be better. Yeah. You want to progress. Isn't that true? Isn't that normal? Now when Christ is in you, He's the hope of your future. Hallelujah! Listen my friends, don't put your trust in education alone. I am educated, I've said this many before, and by vanilla rakwaat, but I can't help you. I must have to sleep in the morning to study. To create a grade. Three grades I can find. But I want to break it down, as Paul said, I see this as a curse. As I have Christus. Are you with me? It is not that that will make me achieve. Many professors don't speak to crowds like I speak. They only speak to crowds because the people are paid to come to university. But they don't have to come to university. Are you with me? You see, it's Christ in me that has given me this glory. Yes. I took, I took my son the other day for a breakfast, you know. I took him for something else, but he's always bribing me for eating. So we came to this place and uh, he said to me, Daddy, they will not serve breakfast because we are too late. It was after 11. I said, walk with me, son. Christ is in me. These people know me. And they respect me. So I came there and the, I asked the, the guy at the door, I said, do you still serve breakfast? He said, no, sir. Our breakfast closes at this time. But you. He said you. We know you. I, I can't remember seeing him. He's not yet glorified. But he knows me. He said but we know you. So we'll make a special arrangement for you. You can come inside. Come inside. And my son was surprised. I said, when Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You see, you will achieve things and people will respect you. People won't just shout, hey, say, say, mama, say, auntie, nee, yeah, let's all sin. Hey, my auntie, like I'm grand. Auntie, look up, I'll schooner. Die antilope op plaats koene nie. Nee, halleluja. Die hakke was stuk in, maar die hakke is weer reggemaak by die shoemaker. Halleluja. So Philip didn't want to tell them anything else that will bring them glory. He said, Christ in you. Philip preached Christ in you. Listen, my friends, don't think we are just preaching this is, don't think this is religion, it's not. 
Christ is a real person. If He comes to live in you, 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 it will change. Things will change. Things will change. You, you will be respected. You, you will be, people will take note of you. And you will achieve notable things. You won't stay a nobody. You'll become a somebody. Yes, hallelujah. It's Christ in you. The hope of glory. Oh, let it angani take. can lang blade. It can lang blade. The hope of glory. Oh, I won't leave him. That's why I love my Jesus. Listen to me. I tell you the secret of glory. You see, when God starts to bless you little, it's a sign that more is coming. I, I tell you, I tell you. But now God wants to see your thankfulness because your thankfulness is a key that unlocks the other door. There are many doors to your glorification. God won't throw you from here to the big door because you can't handle it. Are you with me? He, he says in the Bible, don't take a novice. People that are pastors here that are uh, uh, feeling important, no, you won't actually want to be important. You will be like Jesus. You will be humble, but people keep on, keep on lifting you up because when you humble yourself, the Lord will lift you up. Do you see? That's the spirit of Jesus in you, the spirit of humility. When you come in, you will say, let me sit at the back. Then the people say, Nia, this pastor, what do you know? This pastor, Edmund, what have you pastor Chris done? What have you done A high respect. That's when Christ is in you. I want to pray for the people who are going to die for you. Because it's a long prayer. But that is also part of the package. People become jealous. People become haters. Then people start to say, that pastor just talk about his notable achievements. But when Christ is in you, the hope of glory, what does glory mean? Glory means a man has notable achievements. Isn't that right? Do you want to serve a Christ that gives you nothing? Oh, I want a Christ that can help me. Hallelujah. And as we're building this building, it's a notable achievement. I'm sure some people are sitting here, not even being invited by any of you. They just passed by and said, that's quite an extraordinary building. Let us go see what is happening there. Because it has become a notable huh? Now my haters say, he always brag about the things he've accomplished.
Who gives you all these things? You see, now listen, here's the secret. The secret is be thankful. Be thankful. Every morning I get up, I, I start by thanking God. Say, wow, Lord, the rain didn't fall on my head tonight. I have a roof above, above me. I have a fine place to sleep. I've got food. Hallelujah. Yeras no hivat broati mas kasaram food yera as brain broat. En gister sa kool bridi wat uga playet yera. But I've got food on my table. Excaralimiani. Excaralimiani. And I've got shoes on my feet. Thank you for your blessings on me. You are turning me into a notable achievement. Who does that? Christ. That, that is why I feel so sad if people leave Christ. Because the hope for their future is down. You can get a big job contract. You can, get a, you can have an uncle that's rich. That can't be the hope of your glory. You want to glory, you want to achieve great things. You want people to honor you. Christ in you. That's the hope of your glory. So start to thank the Lord. If you have just come here for the first few weeks, you will start to see the difference. But it's not all there is to it. There's more. There's much more. There's much more. Keep, 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 keep coming. Keep serving him. Oh, hallelujah. You're waiting, you're waiting. Khatsu moi visna. Ata yen di gang afkom. Di roos blaar wat gegooi gaat word. Oh. Jou wat rok katsu lang wis die mense sal moet vassel. Zij gaan niet voor jou anti-vraven huis om een klein party te genieten. You'll be glory, there'll be glory. You see, Jesus makes everything beautiful in your life. He makes everything beautiful. Yes. Play it from the start. Something beautiful. Where's my team? Something beautiful. beautiful. Listen to those words. Something, Something good. All my, All my confusion. confusion. Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was my brokenness, my strife. And he made something beautiful out of my life. Sing it again. Something beautiful. Something good. All my confusion. He understood. All I had to offer. 
against my strife But He made something beautiful out of my life He's going to make something beautiful out of your life Christ in you is the hope of your glory That's why Philip came to preach Christ Hallelujah you will have a thankful heart always because what the Lord has done for you. Oh, He's going to do mighty things in your life. Philip also preached Christ because Christ is the healer. Hallelujah. When those people came out of their lameness, their palsy condition, it was because Philip preached Christ to them. Praise the name of Jesus. Your healing is here because Christ is here. Your healing is here. Listen, look at Matthew 8 verse 17. The Bible says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Elijah the prophet saying, or Isaiah the prophet, sorry, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. He preached Christ because he was the hope of glory, but he also preached Christ because Christ is a healer. Hallelujah. Christ is a healer. And when the doctors can't help, and there's no way else to turn to, then we must turn to Christ. Amen. A man was by the pool for 38 years, and when Jesus passed him by, his, his eye noticed him. He said, why? What's your problem? He said, Lord, uh, sometimes there's some mercy that comes, but I'm too slow to get into the water. You see, so there was help, but unfortunately you couldn't get to that help. He said, I had no man to help me into the pool. And when there's no more people to help you, sometimes you depend on family. Sometimes you depend on other people to help you, but Christ is the healer. Then Jesus showed that day at the, at the pool of Shalom that what men can't do, God can do. What men can't do, God can do. God gives us wisdom to do many things. But when man comes to the end of the road, there's no way else to turn. Jesus Christ is the healer. We will see healings and miracles in the services as we've seen in the past. But they will increase to a new level. Notable achievements. And I'm saying to you, my friend, whatever terminal illness you have, God can stop it right there in its tracks and turn it around. And you must give Him the glory. Because He is a healer. We've seen people healed of many diseases. As I'm walking today, I'm... You know, sometimes... His healing power is working on you. You didn't even know it. I've sat with people that had coronavirus and only after a few weeks I heard these people were sick in hospital and I realized that, oh my goodness, I was standing right opposite these people. I thought they were safe. Sometimes you can't see sickness because it's in your body. Do you know that? It's only later when the doctor comes and says, hey, we see something inside of you and you have only three months left to live. 
But when you are a child of God, when Christ is in you, His healing power is, is, is burning out every bacteria and disease that is trying to kill your life. You, you were not even aware of it, that you're walking into the healing anointing of Jesus Christ. Every day diseases fight you. Every day diseases come to you. Don't take for granted that you got up this morning, that nothing is wrong with you. Christ is in you. He's your healer. I've seen the healing power of the Lord in my life as a young boy. When my mother was very sick. When, when we came to the end of our tether, as the Englishman would say, we had no way else to turn but Jesus. That's why I love so much the story of the woman with the issue of blood. She went to many doctors, but no one could help her. But when she heard that Jesus was coming by, she said to herself, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And with her faith, she said to herself, if I touch him, I can be made whole. Hallelujah. The others touched him, but they were not made whole. But she touched him with faith in her heart that this is not an ordinary person. This is my healer. He's the Lord that heals me. He's the Lord that takes away all my diseases. Hallelujah. And none of the illnesses of the Egyptians will be on me. And she pressed through the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment. And he noticed that power was coming from him. The power of the Lord is even here this morning to heal you. Because we're not talking about any other man or physician. We're preaching Christ to you. Christ is seated next to God the Father, but is here by His Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Hallelujah. So when He's here, Jesus' presence is here. And it's not Pastor Chris who heals you. The Lord Jesus will heal you. He's here right now. He's here right now. He's here right now to heal every need. Sometimes your sickness is there. You've come for prayer. You went back. You see, you're not healed. Can I tell you the secret of such a type of situation? You just keep coming. You keep believing. Jesus touched the man whose eyes were blind and he asked him, can you see? He said, I, I see trees, people like trees. He touched him again. Wow. And then he could finally see. Naaman dipped once. He came up, he said, look, I'm not ill. He said, no man, I said seven times. He dipped again. He said, I'm not healed. I said, I. Not once. More than once. So time, sometimes your healing comes at the right time when God wants it to come. But don't doubt that Christ is a healer. Don't doubt that He can heal any illness and any disease in your body. Because He's your maker. Hallelujah. And healing is one of the privileges of being a Christian. The Bible says healing is the bread of the children. So when you pray for healing, 
Remind the Lord that He promised you that He is the Lord that healeth you. If you obey my statutes and do all that is written in the Word, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians because I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. Let it be to you according to your faith. You shall be healed from your sickness and disease. When I hear people are sick with coronavirus and I can come to them, I put oil on my hands and I lay my hands on them. I'm not afraid. I'm not stupid, but I'm not afraid. Because the Lord is a healer. If no one else can, God can. Unless it's your time to go and God will take you. That is actually the highest form of healing. You're out of the sin-sick world. Amen. Let me finish, let me finish. Christ in you. Christ, why did he preach Christ? Because Christ is the way to heaven. There's no other way to heaven. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. No other religion has a way. Only Jesus has the way. Are you listening to me? I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He preached Christ because Christ is the way. Don't try any other way. Christ is the way. Christ is not just the way. Christ is the truth. There are many false things around, but Christ is the truth. Hallelujah. The problem is not in lies. The problem is that people believe the lie. You see, when you believe a lie, you are lost. But when you have Christ, Amen. The Bible says God dwells among the praises of His people. If Christ is in you, where do you think He's going to lead you to? He's going to lead you to where the praises of the people are. Because that's where the presence of God is. Hallelujah. If Christ is the truth in you, He will save you from the lie. Many people believe a lie that their lives are okay. They don't need Jesus. They don't need to serve Jesus with everything in them. They don't need to be committed to Jesus. That's a lie. He wants to steal from you the joy that came to the city of Samaria. Do you know when God brings joy, He makes you laugh? Hallelujah. They said there was great joy in that city. (laughs) There was great joy in that city. I said the other day I was preaching in the prayer meeting that when Sarah was told she will have a baby the Bible said she laughed but that laughter of Sarah was the laughter of joy are you with me? and I told uh, the the congregation that in South Africa we, we understand it very well not, not, not in America because they are, they are too afraid to offend people. But we don't, we don't care. If you look different and you look nice, stand up Morgan. If, if Morgan comes, we like to laugh, isn't it? But we're not laughing at him. We're laughing because we notice 
that uh, is not the same anymore. We say, hey, can you like more? More is it say? You will laugh. The sadness, sit down, Morgan. The sadness in your house will turn to laughter. There's a house near, near, near where I stay where people are always fighting. You can hear it because it comes from the windows. They're always fighting. And I said, I wouldn't like my house to be like that. I want the people to hear laughter. Amen. Husbands and wives from your bedrooms, people must hear laughter and giggling. Which means there's joy. Not swine. And cups and saucers breaking against the, the walls. Kapak. No, there must be what? Laughter. Giggling. Such of joy. There was great joy to the city. He's the way. He preached Christ because Christ is the way. Christ is the truth. May you be saved from lies. May you be saved from lies. He preached Christ because Christ was the door to heaven. Jesus said in John 10, 7, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. He preached Christ because Christ died for the sins of the people. Nobody died for the sins of the people but Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why I also preach Christ. If you can receive Him, it's my best message. It's my favorite message. Jesus Christ. Everything comes from Him. Everything will stem from Him. He, he, he won't make you believe a lie. Do you understand? Because there's no lie in Him. He's the truth. When you start believing lies and fables, it makes me think, how far are you from Christ? He's the door to heaven. You have to enter through Him. You have to come through Him. And as I said some time ago, He must become real to you. He must become real to you. Oh, I tell you, my children can leave me, my wife can leave me, my family can leave me, my, my, my helpers can leave me as long as Christ is with me. He's the hope of glory. Now listen, when He's with me, my wife won't leave me. When He's with me, my children won't leave me. When He's with me, my, my people won't leave me. Because good things will follow me all the days of my life. Good things. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My friends, all you need is Christ. There are deeper dimensions to Him, but you need Him. Number one is first. And if your soul demands this reality, I present to you Jesus Christ. Philip preached Christ to the people. There was healing. There was deliverance. Demons came out. And there was great joy in that city. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want you to listen very carefully to me, all of you that are here. 
If you're not completely in love and fallen in love with Jesus and sold out and excited for God, I want to introduce Jesus Christ to you. Once He comes into your life, something really happens to you. The love for the things of the world grows very dim and the light of His glory starts to shine on you. You just want to be in the presence of God all the time. You want to be with the people of God all the time. You say, when is church going to start again? I can't wait. I want to be where God's people are. I know many of you are not like that here today. But I present to you Jesus Christ. Don't just take Him halfway. Take Him all the way. And you will see the glory start to shine. You will shine like a glorious, notable achievement. Say, Pastor, it's not happening for me because you're not going, you have not taken Christ inside of you. This morning I present Him to you. The one who saved me when I was 12 years of age on my way to hell. Just before I could the gangs could get me. The drug world, alcohol world, the illicit world of sex and alcohol and drugs and the devil's kingdom. Jesus put his arms around me and pulled me out. I am what I am today because of Jesus Christ. If he dwells in you, your life will change completely.